Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all of your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is the voice of at Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings show. We're doing the Power Rankings uh, after week five in the NFL. Pretty uh, interesting stuff this week if you're not Marcus Mosher. Uh, if you are Marcus Mosher, please tell us how you are. Not good. I mean, football's dumb. This football season is stupid but hey we've got to do this power ranking show so let's get it done with okay so if we did two scales of <laughs> great start how's that for an intro if we did two scales of one to ten how upset were you with the cowboys losing the way they did the 49ers 10, 10 being, being like, the worst uh like a seven and a half okay if we did a and, scale of one to ten <laughs> The Steeler Ravens game was an absolute joke. Let me just say that Baltimore should have won that game like thirty to three. The fact that Mike Tomlin pulled off his sorcery and wizardry to to win that game is ridiculous. So we're going to get to the power rankings here in a second, but I got to tell you, I have been really a licensed there, well, an unlicensed therapist uh, for Marcus the last I don't know how many uh, how many hours here. Basically, to encapsulate your frustration with the league, you feel like the regular season just doesn't matter right doesn't. now, right? No, because I think if you're listening out of the show, do, do this by yourself. Think about who you believe are going to be the four championship teams this year. They're going to play in the championship games. I'll bet okay. you that we have three of the four between San Francisco, Philly, Kansas City, and some other AFC joke of a team. It just yeah. doesn't matter, right? Like, what what incentive do I have to watch Ravens, Titans, and London? Like, neither of those teams are getting to the AFC Championship game. Neither of those teams are Super Bowl contenders. It just feels like so that, that there's 28 teams this year that don't really have a chance. Yeah, so I think part of the issue here is, you know, people think it's the 49ers and Eagles and the NFC and everybody else doesn't matter because Dallas can't match up with San Francisco period. And it, it, it feels like Detroit and Seattle, whichever one you think is the fourth best team in the NFC just isn't good enough. And I think for me, what the problem is, is that it used to be that the fourth or fifth best team in a conference, let's say back when they played 16 games, a 10 and 16, you felt like, yeah, maybe they aren't good enough to knock off. Like when Dallas and San Francisco dominated in the nineties, maybe they're not good enough to knock those guys off. Um, but they're still a good team. Now the 10 and seven, 11 and six teams, the nine and eight teams, they lose so many games to the garbage teams 
that you really don't know who's good anymore. That's, I think, what's problematic. So if we use the Steelers, who you just brought up, the Steelers just got wiped out by Houston two weeks ago, 30-6. to six. Yet Pittsburgh might go 11-6 and six this year. That's the, the problem. Host the playoff game. Right. So, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with being 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six as opposed to 14-3. and three. But if you're losing 30-6 to six to the Texans, it – Everyone has mulligan games, but it seems like in the NFL more than ever, the quote unquote good competitive playoff teams could easily lose to the worst team in the league at the drop of the hat. And if you say, hey, that's what makes the NFL exciting because every game is up in the air. Yeah, but then that means you don't really have any good teams either. And I think what you're arguing right now is there's maybe three or four really good teams in the league and it would make it the NFL would be so much better if we could at least hang our hat that there were six to eight good competitive teams. Yeah. And it feels like we have two and a half. Yeah. I, I do understand that, you know, that there, when I was at the NFL, there was always this argument that, you know, everyone would say yeah, the NFL is amazing because uh, every game is so close now. Yeah. But if every game is close, if you have more close games than ever, then that means you just have a bunch of eight, eight and one teams essentially. I- and, and that's never good. When I was watching the one o'clock games, the early slate of games on Sunday, it's just like all these teams are bad and half these teams are going to be in the NFL playoffs. And it's just going to be like, I'm not excited to watch any of them. I'm really not. And it's, there's just a lot of bad football and there's a couple teams that are just so much better than everybody else. And if there's assuming the Eagles, and the 49ers stay relatively healthy, I don't see how those aren't the two best teams in the NFL but we'll see in the power rankings if that's how you have them ranked. Right. Last thing I'll say on this, because we could expand on this topic, and maybe we will after a cruddy Thursday night game uh, sometime. But, but Broncos Chiefs is Thursday night, baby. Yeah. So, but, but I think just to expand on this, I do think this year's a little bit of an anomaly in one sense. I think the Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC. And they're a pretty good third best team. And normally you would feel like, hey, they could challenge. The problem is Dallas doesn't match up with San Francisco well. And unless somebody goes in and beats San Francisco, if Dallas plays the 49ers, you're just going to feel like we know what's going to happen here. I still think Dallas could beat Philadelphia in the playoffs. I think they're capable of it. Um, But that's the problem. If Dallas didn't have such a matchup issue with the 49ers, I think you would – feel less this way. And of course, I think 95% of this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, but whatever. Uh, Speaking of the Steelers, we're going to see where they are in the rankings. They're not as high as you'd think they would be given uh, their win this week. But let's start here. A nice little graphic made up uh, by Marcus, if you're watching along. If you're not watching along, don't worry. I'm going to give you every team. Uh, Number 32, the Carolina Panthers. I think this is obvious. They've had a hard time winning games. Uh, Interesting press conference Marcus was sharing with me about Frank Reich basically acknowledging that... uh, he the quarterback was out and not Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Carolina lost big to uh, the Lions this week, so they they're they're still looking for their first win. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you waste your breath on all of these teams. Uh, the Broncos, I don't. There shouldn't be much debate here. If you want to debate the Giants and Broncos, Marcus, who should be thirty and thirty one, be my guest. But uh, the Broncos, time. yeah, they have they played very poorly this year. Uh, the, the Jets, you know, had a nice game against them. We, we know the Jets are having some issues on offense. And once again, Brees Hall goes for a long run. Meanwhile, the Giants also having similar problems on offense. 
I think I right now, believe it or not, I trust the Giants coaching staff a little more than the Broncos to turn it around. But both of these teams have been abysmal. Yeah, and I want to also mention at the bottom, Patriots at 26, Raiders at 25. Guess who gets to play each other in week six? Uh, (laughs) I don't want to spoil what the total of is in that game. The Raiders have not scored more than 18 points in a game this season, and the Patriots have scored three total points over the last two games. How excited are you? Yeah, let, let me and let me get to that too uh, here in a second because wa- I got Washington Commanders at twenty nine, the Chicago Bears at twenty eight. Of course, the Bears beat the Commanders, but just a week and a half ago, the Washington played Philadelphia into overtime. That's what we mean when it just feels like a bunch of mediocrity, and you never yeah. know who's good. And then the Bears go and blow the doors off of Washington. So uh, they're at twenty eight. The Bears are Green Bay at twenty seven, as you pointed out on your Twitter account at Marcus underscore Mosher. The Packers had how long to prepare for this game against the Raiders and lost? Exactly. And then, of course, as you mentioned, the Patriots at 26, the Raiders at 25. I could swap the Patriots and Raiders. I think right now, believe it or not, I trust Jimmy Garoppolo more than Mac Jones. Not that Mac Jones is the only problem with that Patriots offense. I think Jordan Love, though, and Justin Fields uh, with the Bears at 28 and Green Bay at 27 – are just as interesting of uh, question marks as Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo are. Who's the best quarterback on this list? <laughs> That's a good question. Again, we got I, Carolina at 32, Denver at 31. I got my answer. Giants at 30, Washington 29, Chicago 28, Green Bay 27, New England 26, Jimmy G and the Raiders at 25. I Is it Daniel Jones at 30? No, I, I'm going Russell Wilson. I think he's actually having a nice little bounce back year. But the Broncos are so historically bad on defense, according to DVOA. The worst defense ever through the first five games. It, it's a little, I feel a little bit bad for Russ because it does seem like he's playing better. He has, he, I, I will give you that. If I could have any quarterback on this list, though, I still think I'll take Justin Fields oh, uh, for, yeah. for the Bears at uh, the 28th spot. Let's go to uh, the next group of teams here. Uh, 24 to 17. So I've got Arizona at 24. Now I had Arizona at the bottom of the rankings at the beginning of the year, but they have continued to play tough. Yes. They lost to Cincinnati, but they're in every single game. And I can't say that about the teams that we just went through. No, at least they play hard. I know, we know what to expect. I think the defense is actually pretty solid and that's without Buda Baker and some of the other guys. Now they did lose James Connor to a knee injury today. He's going to miss at least the next four games. I do wonder if it's going to be a little bit of a house of cards here once we start to get into the further, you know, further part of the season. If Minnesota played them in Arizona, would they win right now? Minnesota is my 23rd ranked team. They've lost some close games. I'll, I will say that, but man, they're going to start getting some wins pretty quick or they're, they're not even going to be in this deal. They're one and four. We should also mention Justin Jefferson going on the injured reserve list with a hamstring injury with this team already being at one and four and you know what? They're three games behind the lions now. I, I just wonder if the Vikings wouldn't consider a Kirk Cousins trade if they get to one and five, one and six, one and seven. Yeah, I, I think seven and ten would be a reach for this team at this yeah. point, quite frankly. Uh, let's look at twenty-two and twenty-one here. Cincinnati and Tennessee—they uh, just played, uh, you know, what nine, eight, nine days ago, and Tennessee blew them out. This is kind of what we're talking about, though. We, we have no feel for these teams whatsoever. I feel like Cincinnati could blow out Tennessee tomorrow. I hate all these teams because <laughs> you don't know what you're getting week to week. One week, Joe Burrow can't move. The next week yep. he's throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns. And I, they play 
Seahawks this week. I won't be surprised if they look extra bad at home against Seattle. I, I, I hate watch all these teams so much. The only one I kind of like is your number 18 team here. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was spoken of as trade bait to the Jets a couple of weeks ago. I don't know about that anymore, uh, given the way he and that team have played. I don't know. Maybe you have a different opinion, uh, but I don't want to hear it because you're so Thank negative, you. Nancy, right now. Uh, I got the Browns at 20. Now, honestly, I, I think Cleveland's a better team than Pittsburgh, who I have at 19. But if you can't go into Pittsburgh and win a game when you're a better team, then I'm not going to rank you ahead of them. Yeah, and it's fair. I mean, that's a game that Cleveland absolutely should have won, and they had four turnovers and did 17 dumb things to lose it. Now, I will say the Browns had a bye this week, so they were off, but Nick Chubb isn't uh, coming back this week. So I, I still think this is going to be a problem for the, the team. We've already talked about Pittsburgh they're kind of, they, they dink and dunk. They don't do anything on offense. They get some timely plays. They win ugly games. I will give Kenny Pickett credit for, for having leading a drive when they really needed it. But where are you the other three quarters? I don't want to hear your takes on Pittsburgh anymore. Fair enough. Let's move on. Uh, the team that blew Pittsburgh out, though, I would like to hear your take on Houston Texans at 18. They played Atlanta this week. They lost a close one. Uh, Atlanta is my 17th ranked team. So what do you, do you make anything of that game? Did it tell us anything? No, it's just, it's. This is the NFL, right? Houston goes to Jacksonville, blows out Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Jacksonville plays Atlanta uh, and beats the doors off of them in London. And then the Falcons play the Texans and they yeah. beat them in Houston. Like This is part of the NFL that it's so frustrating. It's just week to week, you have no idea what to expect. Houston couldn't really get the running game going. Uh, C.J. Stroud, not as big a game, obviously, as he had against Pittsburgh, where everyone was talking about him. Uh, We'll see Desmond Ritter, though. Uh, Nice game for the Falcons, so that was encouraging. Again, I got the Cardinals at 24, Minnesota at 23, Cincinnati at 22, Tennessee, who blew Cincinnati out at 21, Cleveland at 20, Pittsburgh, who beat Cleveland a few weeks ago at 19, Houston, who just beat Pittsburgh a week and a half ago at 18, and then Atlanta, who just beat Houston at 17 let's go to the next uh, batch of teams getting into the mediocrity i almost swapped the rams and jets here i have the rams at 16 and the jets at 15 i've been really impressed with the rams i think they've been a pleasant surprise even though they're two and three they were really in that game and it kind of got away from them in the third quarter but with cooper cutback and Nakua, I, I mean i I think this team is actually uh, has a chance at being the seventh seed, Marcus. This is our, I think this is our good, bad team in the NFC, like a team that might have a bad record, but that's pretty competitive in every game. They just, they can hang with most teams for about 50 minutes, but it's the last 10 where you just see their lack of talent, like in the trenches show up. Uh, But yeah, I think 16 is, is fine for the Rams. All right. If you're the Jets at 15, you just got another win, but it's still mediocre ball at best from Zach Wilson. What do you do? I mean, you've got Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, you know, for next year. So trading for Kirk Cousins just doesn't seem like something. I know people will talk about that. As you mentioned, if the Vikings go one and six or one and seven, what do you do? Who do you go get? Well, so here's a my question back to you. There's been some reports floating out there today that Aaron Rodgers is targeting like week 13 or week 14 to come back from his Achilles. Now, obviously that's, wishful thinking but do you also think he's floating that out there to like the jets to like just try to stay competitive as long as possible just just to keep the door open if they happen to get to the playoffs because i don't see any way that he comes back in december 
or I want to come back next year. Please don't trade for Kirk Cousins because yeah. then I know I won't be coming back. Yeah. Who could that? But who who could they realistically go get as a stopgap? Kobe Brissett makes sense. The commanders. Can I just throw a name out at sure. you? The very next team on my list, uh, the New Orleans Saints. No, not don't trade for the whole team. Uh, but how about Jameis Winston? Would sure. you would you kick the tires? I think I'd rather have Brissett. I think Brissett would be better in that offense where he just run the ball, make enough don't turn it over, don't turn the ball over. I think Jameis is a little bit too high variance for Robert Sala. I know he was in 2019 when he threw what 35 interceptions or whatever it was, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. yeah, but he's an he's an older player now, and and uh, you know he did win a game or uh, play competitively for them when he got in. I I still think he's a a guy that could possibly win some games for the Jets and play better than Zach Wilson. But I also see your Jacoby Brissett point. I, I don't know. I'm going to think about this one. By the way, the Saints uh, got a huge win against New England. Absolutely dominated. Uh, hopefully, if Derek Carr can stay healthy, maybe this will be the front runner in the NFC South. But right now, I have another team in the South ahead of them. We'll get to that group. Uh, at number 13, I've got the Indianapolis Colts. I think, again, like the Rams, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I and mean, just, you know, whenever you can give $14 million a year to a, to a running back like Zach Moss and have him run for 156 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns, you absolutely have to do it, Elliot. Uh, nice Jonathan Taylor sarcasm there. Uh, enough already. Tampa Bay at number 12. That's my NFC South team over the Saints. And you made the case they could be a top 10 team. Would you put them over number 11, Baltimore, who you're really down on right now? No, but the, I mean, I I don't know. I, this Tampa team, I don't know what to think about. I mean, they just, they dominated the Saints. Uh, they ha- hung with the, the Eagles. We'll see. They've got a tough schedule coming up. I want to see how Baker Mayfield looks after teams get more than a few games of tape on him. Yeah, there's always a team that starts like three and one that fizzles out. In fact, I think the Bucks in like 1990 when Vinny Testaverde was a young player still started like three and one or something. Everyone well, got excited. Then they remember stopped. when the two years ago the Panthers started out three and zero or four and zero with Sam Darnold. And Darnold oh yeah, yeah. The NFL had rushing touchdowns yeah. and it's, it was a big deal. And then. They were out of playoff contention. Yeah, it was three and zero. They played Houston on Thursday night football. Another game you were really excited about. That's the little game um, McCaffrey got hurt. That's right. Uh, Baltimore at, at number eleven. We just talked about their their whatever debacle against Pittsburgh. You didn't like the coaching in that game. They've got some injury problems. You know, honestly though, between them, the Chargers who I have at ten, and the Jacksonville Jaguars I have at nine, I don't know who's the best of this group. Right now, I'm leaning Jacksonville. That's why I have them the highest because the Chargers' defense has been terrible. I, I I lean Jacksonville as well, but then man, they have so many stinker games where the offense just doesn't show up. I don't trust their defense at all. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably, but <laughs> I, this is the group of teams that probably frustrates frustrates me the most because I think Baltimore the Chargers and the the Jaguars all should be really good teams, but you cannot trust them in any game at all. No. And if you're going to point out the Chargers defense and Khalil Mack getting six sacks, great. What else do you want to point out? Cause I could tell you the numbers are not good for no. this group at all. Uh, let's go to the, our top eight teams where you can get more depressed about how they're just not good enough. Um, okay. Detroit at number eight, Seattle at number seven, um, Seattle beat Detroit. Uh, it's been a few weeks now. But that game was in Detroit, if I recall, and I want to honor that. Plus, Seattle's only lost one game. Interestingly enough, they lost to the Rams at home. Yep. 
of these two teams, I know you're super down on the NFC, but if one of these two teams would be the most likely to go to either Philadelphia or San Francisco and sneak a divisional round win somehow, who would it be? Neither. Probably Detroit, just because I think I like their trenches more than Seattle. And I think I like the coaching staff enough, especially on the offensive side for Detroit to try to figure out ways to keep their offense afloat. I think they've got enough weapons, especially at wide receiver and running back. I would lean Detroit. Yeah, I I know that you said at least to me on the phone you trust Geno Smith on the I, road more. I do. Yeah, I think I trust I, Detroit's team more though than I trust Seattle. Yeah, you know what's interesting when the league is so me mediocre, it's interesting if you can actually remember your own rankings. So I can't see sixteen through nine now, and I was just trying to think how did I have it. I had the Rams at six. Oh, I was going to see if I can remember it. Rams at 16, Jets at 15, Saints at 14, Colts at 13, Bucks at 12, Ravens at 11, Chargers at 10, Jaguars at nine. We just went over the Lions at eight and the Seahawks at seven. So that gets us to the top six teams. And I think this is really where it's depressing because. No, I'll I'll tell you for me, it's it's five and six are the most depressing for me. Yeah, so. Dallas at six, we just saw them. There was nothing fluky no. whatsoever about that loss to the 49ers. Yeah, did was the game closer than than 42 to 10 and the first two and a half quarters? Sure. But you never felt like Dallas was in control ever of this game. The 49ers always had their foot on the gas or their foot on the brake. It wasn't the Cowboys uh, really stopping them very much. It was in the first quarter. But once again, the run defense is a problem for the Cowboys. I think you're aware of what another issue is for the Cowboys. I'll let you say it. I won't. Um, but either way, uh, this team looks like it's a one and done in the playoffs or a wild card win. And that's it. And I think the bills at number five have the same issues, right? They just lost. I think they lost their best player on defense, Matt Milano for the season. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's everything to that defense. Um, he's not going to be there for the rest of the year. Yeah, Daquan Jones, their defensive tackle out for the year, Tredavious White. they James Cook, their starting running back, had negative four rushing yards against Jacksonville's defense on Sunday. They, that was the, the fewest rushing yards the Bills have ever had in a game in their history. Uh, they're talented. They've got a quarterback who can be really streaky. They've got weapons on offense, and I don't trust them at all in a big game. They play the Giants on Sunday night football. They'll probably beat the Giants by 30 points. But if I if they have to go play in Philadelphia uh, later this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost by 21 points. It's just where I'm at with the Bills right now. I, I think there's two differences between them and Dallas. One, coaching. I'd rather have Sean McDermott. I think he's a better coach. And quarterback, mobility. Josh Allen has so much more mobility than Dak Prescott does at this point. It's a glaring deficiency. And even though Allen's turnovers still – bother me i think they are superior at coaching and quarterback and we know you agree that that's a really big deal but the defense i'm really worried about this defense now i understand no you, it's, it's it's fair they, they brought in josh norman this week to be one of their starting <laughs> outs by cornerbacks he's 36 yeah. years old we know who they should have called I should have called terrence newman but whatever uh okay uh, a lot snaps right now i guarantee it yeah can buffalo beat 
Kansas City or a Miami? That's the question. My two highest ranked AFC teams are the Chiefs at four with the, the Taylor Swift graphic and the Miami Dolphins at three. I I do think Buffalo is firmly behind these two. I think the, the real question is, 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 is Patrick Mahomes enough, uh, especially if Travis Kelsey is a little banged up, for the Chiefs to beat the Dolphins if it comes down to it? I don't know. I mean, in Miami, it seems like they're just losing guys left and right. They already lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost Teron Armstead. We got news today that Devin A. Chain, their star rookie, hurt his knee, and he's going to be out at least the next four games. I think they're targeting like week 12 or week 13 for him to come back. Um, I also worry about this team when the weather starts to change a little yeah. bit. Like yeah. if they have to play on the road in Cincinnati or Baltimore or Pittsburgh or Buffalo – like, can you go and play outside in cold weather? I don't know. And similar to what I said about Buffalo with Kansas City, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes, I, I trust them. That said, right now, Miami's a better football team today, 100%. and that's why I have yeah. them at three. All right, my top two teams are very obvious, and I think I think it's a clear number one in the league. Philadelphia is number two, but Philadelphia barely survived against Washington. They had a, they had a struggle with the Rams. Let me tell you, the Rams played Philadelphia about 100 times better than the Cowboys played the 49ers Um, any issue here with the Eagles at number two, the Eagles escaped in week one, remember the game against new England where my buddy Sudsy, who's a huge Eagles fan said, boy, the Eagles could have lost the game against the Patriots about five different ways. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about these two? I have a gap between the 49ers and Eagles, but I also have a pretty big gap between the Eagles and the next best team. I, the Eagles have not played well. I think they've played a lot of like C plus games. And they're 5-0. and That typically means that you're a pretty good team if you can still find a way to pull out these games at the end. I'm really not all that concerned about Philadelphia. The 49ers just have so many good marquee players. It's tough to know who to stop. Really, the biggest thing that can stop the 49ers is injuries. And yeah. Kittle gets hurt. Debo gets hurt. Bosa gets hurt, partially because of the way that they play. But at this point, I think we could say Brock Purdy's a top 10 NFL quarterback. I think he's done enough to prove that so far. And if you want to say, well, what would he do outside of San Francisco? I don't know, because that's who he plays for, and that's what we have to go on. But again, the Lions at eight, Seattle at seven, the Cowboys at six, the Bills at five, the Chiefs at four, the Dolphins at three, the Eagles at two, and the 49ers at one. Those are my power rankings. Uh, Your thoughts, sir. You mentioned injuries for the 49ers. I, I think it would take multiple injuries for the 49ers not to be the number one team in the NFL. But if there's one player they can't afford to lose on this team, could you make a case it's Fred Warner? Like they would honestly, they might be have a better chance of being really good. If Purdy went down and it was Sam Darnold, that quarterback, I don't know how they would replace Fred Warner because he just does so much to help them in you know, the passing game. You saw him blitzing and getting a sack on Prescott. You saw his interception. I don't know how they could possibly replace that guy. Yeah, there's a lot of pride in his game, too. There was a play where uh, Ferguson beat him on a little, uh, uh, little turnout. And Warner, it was for a first down, and Warner was disgusted with himself. And, and, and that's really what you want to see. You want to see a player disgusted with himself uh, when something like happens, that pride. And I'm not saying that the Cowboys didn't have any pride. I, I just, I feel like this 49ers team is absolutely on a mission. And if you think about recent years, man, you think about losing the Super Bowl the way did against Kansas City. They could have easily won that game. The 2021 NFC Championship game that you and I have talked about ad nauseum. Last year with injuries, even though Philadelphia was taking it to them and deserve a lot of credit, 
we still didn't get to see the 49ers at full bore. I think they're clearly the number one team. It's just what team uh, could take them out. And maybe it's Kansas city. I don't know, but uh, either way, I think Fred Warner, you're right. Is he's kind of the heartbeat uh, of that defense. And maybe he's the leader on that team. When you have a second year quarterback, like Brock, Purdy, (laughs) maybe it is your off the ball linebacker. That's the leader on the team, but maybe that's a good thing, man. Yeah, this is coming from a lifelong San Francisco 49ers fan. As you can tell, Elliot just loves this 49ers team more than anybody else. He wants them to win the Super Bowl. Just to just put that out there. I love I love the way they play. I do. I like the way they play. I, uh, obviously, I'm not a lifelong Were you rooting fan. for the Cowboys or the 49ers on Sunday? Be honest. Uh, it's very hard for me to root for this Cowboys team right now, but that's a podcast for another day. Uh, for now, uh, if you want to hear more about the Cowboys, always check out Locked On Cowboys with, uh, of course, the great Marcus Mosher and Landon McCool. Marcus does a dynasty podcast for the same network, Locked On, and he covers the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire, he was super joyous uh, about it yesterday. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Oh, and you could catch his work on 3013. Why don't I promote him a little more? Thank you. At Harrison NFL's my Twitter handle. And uh, of course we appreciate you guys and we'll be back with picks tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.